Hello, and welcome to Diversity, brought to you by the GCU Multicultural Office, a place for culturally relevant topics and conversations. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy your daily cup of tea. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Theo. I'm the director for the diversity team for the Multicultural Office, and we're here to talk about Hispanic Heritage Month today in the Diversity Podcast. Um, today, I'm joined by a really special person. We have uh, a member of our team, of our Multicultural Office team. He's a student leader for us, previously with the RA team. Most of you already know him. We're here with Nicholas Pena, and I'll let him introduce himself to you. What's up, guys? How's it going? Super pumped to be here with Theo. Uh, yeah, guys, I'm pumped to be just talking about uh, my heritage, just what it's about and how proud I am really to be Hispanic and just kind of share with you guys my experience and hopefully give light to, you know, opening conversation for everybody else's experience. Yep. Nick has had some experience uh, with that term. Neither of us are really experts of the uh, in the topic, but um, we're here to have a really good conversation and, and bring some some info that um, maybe you wouldn't know. Um, some educational topics, also giving some um, some opinions and, and experiences. Nick has um, a really cool background. As I said, he was previously with the RA team. But Nick, if you want to tell us like where you're from, where your family's from, um, all that good stuff, what you're graduating in, what you're in school, whatever you want to tell us, um, I'll open the space for you right now. Yeah, for sure. So I am a senior here at GCU. I'm studying sociology. So it kind of bleeds into like why I feel so encouraged to be part of the multicultural office. Just sociology basically is the the breakdown of why things are and, you know, why and how they are pretty much. So that's, you know, looking into social problems as well. And um, social justice is a big one on my heart. So, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But essentially, I'm from Southern California. I am the second oldest uh, to Hispanic family. I am second oldest to four boys so I have an older brother two younger brothers super awesome um my dad's family is from Jalisco and then that's in Mexico and then my he was only one of, out of his whole family born here in the U.S. so they came here and he was born which is pretty cool and then my mom actually uh came here to the states when she was 20 from Peru so that's really cool it's all a really big part of my story really influenced uh who I am, what I'm doing here pretty much, and yeah, yeah. Sweet. Nick is a really popular uh, figure here at GCU, <laughs> so there's a big chance you already know him or have seen him around. He's in sweet. one of the posters being given around in Welcome Week. <laughs> 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 but regardless, uh, Nick, from what you were talking about, what is, does the heritage mean to you? How did that influence you growing up? Um, the decisions you made in your life, the path you took, that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I could go on for hours for that with that question, but I think presently what it means is just I'm just super proud, guys. Um, you know, I look around and I'm seeing more and more people that look like me in the professional world setting. Uh, a big uh, topic of influence for me is just always being able to see someone who looks like me in the field that I'm going into or stuff that I'm interested in. And I know that kind of opens up the, the conversation pretty early on into representation. But um, like in movies, seeing doctors, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, influencing the youth to do positive things. And I know for me, a big thing was I just always needed that like uh, that affirmation 
in in words almost to be told that I could do something. So I would almost feel more encouraged to go do it. And what I mean by that is seeing like telling younger kids, uh, you know, brown kids, us, telling them that, hey, you could be the president one day and say, hey, you know, I actually could. You're not being limited to maybe what you see, what's uh, popular to display, you know, uh, a Mexican man as or a Hispanic woman as, you know. So that's a big thing for me. Fact. Tying it back to representation, it's a time for celebration, but also a time for reflection, right? Uh, you growing up, you want to see yourself on the TV. Yeah. You want to see yourself in the movies. You want to see yourself in the ads for clothes. When you're shopping for shoes or for, mm -hmm. you know, clothing, you want to see someone that looks like you wearing those clothes too. So I think uh, what you mentioned about representation, uh, it's really important. Did you, did you see like a shift in that growing up? Yeah, yeah. So it just... I grew up in a predominantly white area. Mm -hmm. um, I was always just the, the one Hispanic kid in my elementary school kind of growing up. And, you know, life throws different circumstances at you. So I did see a pretty privileged life to begin with. But just, you know, life takes a, a turn of events. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, what you're used to is is foreign almost. So I did I did get to live the, you know, I would, I don't know if stereotypical is the right word for it, but, um, you know, we did, did live paycheck to paycheck at certain points and, you know, hand-me-downs were very common and just things like that. Um, I did get to, I think to me, I did get to experience reason being, I wouldn't be who I am without it, but representation definitely came later in life. Um, seeing Hispanic teachers just kind of yeah, include me or encourage me to go out and do things. A big thing for me is movies. Mm -hmm. I love watching movies. I love anything to do with TV almost. Um, so a big thing was just kind of honoring where that culture came from. So listening to, to music in Spanish is a big one for me. Uh, watching movies and shows in Spanish, recognizing actresses and actors doing bigger things. A big one for me right now is with the new Black Panther movie coming out, uh, I'm forgetting what the superhero's name is called, but I wouldn't even call him a bad guy. Like the just the opposition in the movie, it'll be uh, anti-hero type. The anti-hero. Let me see. And why why you you try to recall that too? Um, on our Instagram, we have with the diversity team. Maria did a really good job at um, highlighting movies. Uh, movie recommendations for yeah. Hispanic Heritage Month. This should be coming out. While we're recording the podcast, it's not out yet, but by the time the podcast is out, it should be on our Instagram, on our Reels. Um, she has some recommendations for Hispanic Heritage Month-centered um, movies, so um, she has m multiple selections. Those are really interesting. Um, go Tying back to the, yeah. the representation topic, I think that's really, really cool to, to look at. And you mentioned yourself growing up, watching those movies with mm -hmm. Hispanic figures or Hispanic themes, uh, going back to the, the culture. I think it's, it's, uh, it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't wait for that list to come out. Maria's mm -hmm. just, she's awesome. So I think his name is Namor. He's a uh, Atlantean pretty much in the, in the Marvel, uh, comic book universe. And the way they adapted his character now it's, it's from Aztec roots. So I think it was pretty cool seeing that in the, uh, in the movie trailer and, you know, just the representation Black Panther, the movie, mm -hmm. holds in All itself. All about it, right? All yeah, about it's it. pretty much every single time, you know, anything to do with Black Panther. It's It means a lot to many different groups here, so I think that was really cool. But um, in terms of representation, America Ferreira, she, I think 
most famously is in Ugly Betty, um, but she also has a very extensive list of movies she's directed and taken part of. Um, there's a TED Talk that she put out. It's called My Identity is a Superpower, Not an Obstacle. Definitely recommend everybody to go listen to that. What's your afterwards. name again? America Ferreira. Okay. She's an ugly Betty, so just search her up and then uh, you'll get uh, a really cool TED Talk. Nice. Kind of on that, um, two things. It's kind of more related to here in GCU. One of my professors is, uh, he's a doctor actually, Dr. Fernando Estrada. And, you know, for me, sociology going into the social work field, it was really cool for me to go in this semester. He's a new hire here at GCU, but um, down the social work pathway. I think it was super cool. And it was like almost shocking to me in the best way to walk into class and have a professor who I can relate to, who is talking about personal experiences this early into the semester about um you know, just different cultures, uh, inclusivity, and just social justice, which is what yeah. the class is pretty much. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about the the new Black Panther movie uh-huh. and the name of the the new guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I'm from Brazil, so uh-huh. when you said Neymar, I thought about the soccer player. Oh. <laughs> that's a big representation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. piece for me. Yeah, that's another one. That's I love Neymar, so yeah. the soccer player. Anyways, um, <laughs> just on a topic of Hispanic Heritage Month, I, I know we're kind of going on a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's important to kind of highlight what it's about and really stuff that's going on. Oh, yeah. If I can shamelessly plug um, our activities for oh, a yeah. moment, uh, as the Multicultural Office, we're having the the um, Bailey and Libertad um, event this month on the 22nd of September might be too late if you're listening to the podcast to go to the event but um, we're we're doing multiple little things also for Hispanic Heritage Month Um, the dates for you if you don't know uh, Hispanic Heritage Month actually starts on September 15th and then ends in October 15th a couple cool facts and and things about the history of what we call today Hispanic Heritage Month is that in 1968 it was actually established as the Hispanic Heritage Week by the President Lyndon Johnson. Um, It was later expanded by Ronald Reagan in in 1988, I believe. 1988. So... Um, that's when it really became the Hispanic Heritage Month. But also, you might uh, wonder why the dates and everything. One of the reasons, and it's uh, it's a really cool fact, is that on September 15th, multiple Latin American countries celebrate their independence. Um, that would be Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and also Nicaragua. I know that we have uh, a plethora of international students on campus or also just people that immigrated from those those countries and are now um, American citizens or hold different types of immigration statuses. So um, that's a really cool thing to, to mention as well. Congratulations. And, and we're all uh, celebrating with everybody on that. Um, to continue on that, on September 16th, it's Mexico's independence. That's when they celebrate that. Um, that falls within that Hispanic Her- Heritage Month period as well. And then lastly, in September 18th, that would be Chile's um, independence. So really, you kind of see the trend and, and why it really falls um, on those dates. It, it really makes sense. And uh, yeah, this kind of how it was conceived, what we celebrate today. But what we mentioned before, it's really a, a period for celebration and, and recognition for, for that culture and how it influenced American society and how it was built, uh, American culture, but also a period for reflection and see the next steps. So um, in terms of that, Nick, um, I know you have a bunch that you want to talk about as well, but um, talking about that reflection piece for a second, um, what are some things that you think we can still improve? Yeah, for sure. Um, great question. 
Um, first of all, just kind of back, piggybacking off what you said about the celebration. That's part of helping. I definitely believe that. Uh, you know, same thing. You know, I work for a multicultural office, plugging one of our events in again, uh, like Theo mentioned, for uh, Hispanic Heritage Celebration on Thursday coming up. I think that's a great way for students even to be, you know, who want to make an impact, who want to help, is to show up to those things. Let the uh, Hispanic community know you're there to support. And I think that's a big, big area that um, as an ally to kind of come in and, and do your part. And in other words, you know, support small businesses you know that's always a big thing mm -hmm. for for cultures across the board especially around our community oh here, yeah you see a lot of that uh-huh yeah we're in a very hispanic hair heavy also immigrant heavy uh mm -hmm. neighborhood so in terms of support you know doing that watching movies to get educated watching documentaries listening to music um i forgot what statistic let me see if i have it here on my computer we're the largest, I believe, don't don't quote me on this, mm -hmm. the largest, if not one of the largest uh, minority groups here in the U.S. And the power we hold with that is huge, you guys. I was watching, the, I saw this little clip on Instagram the other day saying, mm -hmm. if we could get Bad Bunny to be one of the most streamed artists in the U.S. or even just in the world. Seriously? Um, the power our vote has in office is insane i mean if we can all hit play on the music we can all fill out a ballot and not to get too political or anything on mm -hmm. you guys but it is an important thing and that's how we do support we we get educated on you know the props that do help us out in the long run or help out other groups similar to us right and i i remember you had something that you wanted to talk about as well in regards to that um you saw it on on social media and if you wanted to bring that up at the moment yeah right yeah on. so Theo and I, we both know this girl named Danny. She works for... Shout out to Danny. Yeah, she's on... What team is she ASGCU. on? ASGCU. ASGCU. Just met her the other day. Super awesome girl. Um, she posted something on Instagram talking about Proposition 308. It's for here in the Arizona ballot. I'm from California, but for all of my Arizona listeners, please pay attention to this. Um, on November 8th, Prop 308 will be, uh, if passed, provide in-state tuition to all Arizona high school graduates regardless of immigration status. And pretty much what this means is, um, you know, there's plenty of, there's a lot of DACA students here in, mm -hmm. uh, in our country, in our state, and even here on campus. You know, you don't even realize when you run into to DACA recipients or, or DACA students because... They've been raised here in the U.S. their whole lives, yet they don't get to experience certain benefits, benefits yep. that, that we all get for being here. You know, somebody mm -hmm. that's grown up their whole life in the U.S. has to pay more for in-state tuition when they've literally grown up going to the high school down the street. Yeah. What, and yeah. it's not just more. It's two times three times, four times, five times the, the yeah. amount when you're talking about college tuitions. Um, I've experienced that. We have a really good amenity here at GCU. Yeah. We're kind of blessed with that, that GCU is, um, it has the, the lock tuition system. So mm -hmm. in-state and out-of-state end up paying the same rate. Yeah. But um, if you look at any state schools, in-state tuition and out-of-state tuition tend to differ by vast amounts. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very uh, startling difference. So... 
um, and like Nick said, a person I experienced that, and I'm an international student coming from Brazil, so you you're gonna end up going uh, running into that scenario. Um, but even worse for 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 like Nick mentioned, someone that grew up calls Arizona their home, um, is looking to to you know get their situation uh, sorted in terms of immigration and everything, but they still have to run into that um, that problem of not being recognized. And, and not having that benefit or amenity of paying in-state tuition when their whole lives, all they know is Arizona. They, they That's what they call their home, and, and that's where their roots really are. Um, so once again, kind of a little bit of a tangent, but uh, we, we thought it would be a really in- interesting topic and really important to mention. You never know um, what kind of audience you're going to reach with, with these types of things, but it's really important to, to be aware at least. And... Uh, like I said before, big shout out to, to Danny from ASGC. Yeah. She's a really good resource, I feel like, um, for any information and in, in, in regards to Hispanic Heritage Month, Hispanic Celebration, Hispanic Culture, um, anything of the sort. Um, she's very active um, in that as well. So big shout out. 100%. Um, other resources that, that we have on campus, really, uh, the Multicultural Office, as I said. Um, of course. You can always... Always come to us uh, with any questions, any concerns, any any issues, and in need of any assistance. Um, even if we're not specialized on that sense, or, or you know, we don't have a, a concrete answer at the moment, we're gonna do the utmost to direct you the right way. And if it is if it is within our, our power, we'll definitely do the most that we can um, to assist you, or even just answer any questions, your curiosity, um, and celebrate. At the end of the day, also just celebrate your culture and 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 what you value from your home country. Um, in this month, we're just um, talking a little bit more about the Hispanic culture. We can shout out uh, the LSU Latino mm-hmm. Student Union um, here at GCU. They um, they're very active with that. They're also a really big resource, um, very knowledgeable about the topic too. Like I said, me and Nick are not claiming to be any experts or mm-hmm. anything of the sort, but we really wanted to to come in here and just uh, have a good conversation about it. Experience-wise, I mean, I can remember even when I was younger, like little, little, I had a teacher who, middle of class, very plainly, let's have all of our little amigos show mm-hmm. us how to pronounce these these things in a in a book. You know, the the effort was was there, maybe her wanting to, to the intention wasn't as bad as, as it came out as. Yeah, yeah, but just kind of the whole Migo thing or, you know, one of these kids didn't even speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, you know, little. I didn't, I didn't know how to react to that. But, you know, you just kind of, you don't become ultra sensitive, but you become ultra aware to, to certain, you know, microaggressions or, you know, the, the term, oh, don't, why'd you take it that way? I, would, I didn't, it was just a joke. You know that that's thrown around pretty pretty often from my experience here, but um, you know if I had anything to say to that is there's never a bad time to bring something up. If something made you uncomfortable, if somebody close to you said something out of pocket or something like that, don't feel bad or any sort of feeling if you do come back afterwards and you know call them out for it. Um, maybe they didn't mean it with a bad intention, but it did hurt you and your feelings are valid. So definitely take some time, think about it. But if you, you know, 
are ready to talk about it right there in the moment in front of, you know, whoever, go for it. I, I definitely encourage that because that's how we move towards a more unified uh, society as a more community-centered group. Yeah, and always trying to maintain that Christ-like behavior, yeah. right? I, I think what Brian Mueller mentioned in the first chapel this, this semester was, was important and kind of talking about leaving the... We know that we've heard this time and time again, but really just leaving the political thing to the side mm -hmm. for a second, at least if we can, um, to really see each other for who we are. Um, and um, when and if you must approach, like Nick was, was encouraging, um, a situation like that, it's already uncomfortable. If you are able to, and if you if you so desire to, to make a comment uh, about, hey, this really made me uncomfortable, this is probably not appropriate um always maintaining that that christ-like behavior of of first of all spreading awareness right if you don't know something it's it's kind of hard to demand something of somebody if mm -hmm. they just don't know about it so hey this is how that made me feel this is yeah. why that's not okay i'm not um gonna throw rocks at you but at the same time please don't do it again that's not really an acceptable type of behavior especially in a in a setting like gcu's campus where we're all really here with the same intentions with the same um orientation as far as stewardship right um we're all trying to be the best that we can and the best for each other um so what nick said is is very valid uh, or standing up for yourself but also in a in a in a way that we can all just we can all uh come to a, a mutual agreement we can all come to a, a a resolution coming from from christ's um teachings 100 percent. yeah i mean uh for me you know christ is the center of my life uh it was a big identity thing you know knowing to find for me you know i can't say this experiences for everybody but for me having christ at the center of my life and and seeing where my value comes from and just kind of you know getting to know him growing in my faith has definitely made me feel like I fit in, you know, if that's the term I want to use right now, uh, into everywhere. You know, uh, I don't know if you've experienced this or if some of our listeners have, you know, you feel out of place mm -hmm. for being somewhere that traditionally you may not be there, you may not see people like you, but, um, you know, since being rooted in my faith, I, I have had a great root, a great center. I am created in the image of God. I think knowing that, holding that true to my heart, even when times do get tough, it gives me the ability to kind of move forward in a more Christ-loving way. Great comment you made about being created in the image of God, Imago Dei, the whole concept. At the end of the day, my experience here at GCU has been really, I've coming from a different country and everything, I, I haven't had any issues here everybody was really receptive but at the same time i don't want to diminish anybody else's experiences um i've i've been re very lucky and, and very grateful for everybody that i ran into here on campus everybody has been really uh, really great and, and assisted me with settling um i got involved with the multicultural office very early uh, my first semester uh, first week or second week i already ran into the multicultural office asking about certain things that's kind of how i ended up here where i'm at today um, but if you don't have an experience similar to mine and you're struggling and you feel out of place, which is completely fine and completely understandable and completely normal, uh, in a situation like that, 
Um, there are resources. We are one. I'll plug our office once again. Um, there are resources all around campus, and we're more than happy to direct you to any, if not us, um, to solve your problem or at least to, to give you that sense of belonging. Um, just come stop our, at our inclusion lounge. During September 15th to October 15th, we'll have many, many celebrations and, and little things here and there on our social media, on our lounge, um, aside from our big events like the one happening, Bali and Libertad, uh, ha- happening on the, on the 22nd of September. Um, well, that's will be, that will be our central theme for the month. But um, we have many many celebrations coming up throughout the year, and um, we'll be more than happy to assist you. That's what we're here for. Um, another thing, Nick, that kind of switching gears a little bit that I wanted to talk about is the sense of I haven't had the opportunity, or, or I haven't had that experience because uh, of where I came from and and my life, but. Um, sometimes I've heard from people say that, oh, but I've heard that I'm not Hispanic enough mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm not, I can't celebrate this or, or you know, I, I don't represent this group because I'm not that Hispanic. And that that can happen in many, many layers of society. But what's your opinion on that? Um, who's uh, quote unquote worthy of celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month? Obviously, that's a that's a, a dumb concept, a dumb question. But yeah. how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, we should all. Everyone, no matter what color of skin, whether you speak Spanish or not, or what continent you're coming from, you know, we should all celebrate uh, this just awesome month. But um, I have heard that, you know, I've heard it myself. I saw someone, a close friend growing up who posted uh, in celebration for Hispanic uh, Heritage Month. She posted something along the lines that no matter if uh, you were told that you don't even speak Spanish, so you're not Hispanic or you're not Latino or Latina, like this is still our month we get to celebrate uh you know being told that oh you talk like uh like a certain type of person i was told that growing up just because i don't talk in slang all the time or you know it's just mm-hmm. you you deserve to celebrate this month because it's the culture that you've grown up with that you know that you're familiar with that you love um and you know, I don't. I don't think that should be limited to anybody, no matter yeah. if you've been told that before. And the slang thing is just dumb. You're assigning yeah. slang to a, a, a generality of society, yeah. this group, and and you're just saying these people talk in slang, and exactly. this is how they act, this is how they dress, which is the dumbest concept ever. That concept of of just saying this certain group speaks this certain way, or you know, oh, you don't speak like the rest of them, or mm-hmm. oh, you don't act like the rest of them, oh, you don't dress like the rest of them, mm-hmm. like. We're past that at this point. I feel like we've we've grown enough as a society to just not be tied to those concepts anymore. And um, that's kind of part of the reflection side yeah. I, I wanted to bring to to this Hispanic Heritage Month cel- uh, conversation. So yeah. um, other than that, um, I'm really happy with, with how our conversation went. Yeah. Um, I'll leave it up to you if you want to add anything else. Um like I said, like me and, and Nick mentioned before, not claiming to be experts or anything mm-hmm. like that, but really uh, trying to bring a little bit of ed- awareness, a couple of uh, educational facts, if we can, uh, about the topic, uh, a really important period uh, of the year for us. We have a lot being prepared, a lot being put out by our teams within the office. So, um, yeah, Nick, I'll open the floor up to you and um, whenever you're ready. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I had a great time, like Theo said nowhere are we claiming to be experts or anything but this is just a conversation between two guys with 
you know, different experiences. So I invite you guys truly to celebrate this month. It's a it's a good time. Watch a watch a fun movie. Watch listen to music in Spanish. Have some culturally rich food. Celebrate. You know, talk to somebody um, who's celebrating this just a little bit more personally. So that's all I got to say. Just come mm-hmm. out to our event and and if you know if you want to talk a little bit more, come up to us. We're in the multicultural lounge building twenty yeah. five. And check us out on, on Instagram. We're putting a lot of informational stuff out, too. Um, we put a couple polls out about influential Hispanic characters, such as Frida Kahlo, uh, Roberto Clemente, um, and so on and so forth. And so if you want to get a little bit more information, um, go a little bit more in-depth into that stuff. We have a lot of stuff prepared um, by the the multiple members in our team and we're really trying to spread that awareness spread information um, because that's where you start that's where you're planting that little seed so that the the roots can be can be established and then um, you get growth from that so uh, i really appreciate nick for being here with us today Uh, it was a great conversation other than that thank you so much for everybody for listening we'll see you guys next month with uh, we'll be talking about Halloween, which will be really interesting. Check us out on Instagram, like I said. Check us out at the Inclusion Lounge, Building 25, Room 105. Uh, come check us out at our events. You can find all about that on our Instagram as well. Our next upcoming one is the Baile in Libertad, 22nd of September on the Prescott Field. Then we have Unity Week coming up. That's the first week of October. I appreciate you for the time in your day. We'll talk to you another time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, guys. God bless. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Diversity Podcast. We encourage you to continue the conversation with your peers, friends, and family. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram at GCU underscore multicultural. And as always, lopes up.